I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Actually, we are live deep in the heart of Texas, Woodsboro, Texas. It's a, another daddy and daughter edition of the Outdoor Show. Welcome aboard, and let's say good morning to our co-host, Cherie Dubuque. Cherie, how long has it been since you've been on the radio? When was the last time we did this? Um, it's been a couple months back, but we always seem to do this. Every Saturday that you make a trip to Woodsboro, we end up doing the show together. Well, the Dove Report looks good, the scouting report. Dove Report always looks good in South Texas. Deer didn't look too bad either. Well, in this neighborhood, no. Deer look great. They had some additions recently, too, we looked at yesterday afternoon. Yep, the deer are starting to fawn out there, and we've got a couple uh, does that have twins and a couple that have triplets. Our neighbor across the street puts a feeder out, and so we're able to enjoy the scenery that includes the deer all year long. Well, you got your share of heat and drought, too. Yes. Fortunately, I guess after your visit to Alabama and your intended visit here, you pushed some rain over to <laughs> us. So we got some the last two days, but I think prior to that, it's been May since we've seen rain. And of course, we'd suffered the high pressure with the heat dome, as they've been referring to it, with some of our uh, temperatures exceeding 100 degrees. You know what I noticed different about the, the temperature here in, in South Texas? as opposed to Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, at least the nights there get a little bit cool. It's got to be 90 degrees out there right now. Yeah, we and don't cool down much here. Yeah, no <laughs> cooling down, and so we start hot, and it just gets hotter. Well, let's pray for some rain. All right, we got a busy show. First of all, I want to wish good luck to those fishing in today's Blue Boot Rodeo in Grand Isle. You may recall we uh, talked to the husband and wife team that coordinates that uh, in honor of their son, who unfortunately drowned, and they uh, forced some legislation to where – in the schools now, they teach water safety. It's called the Riley John Bourgeois Act. And uh, their son, that's Darby, and uh, their son was Riley. And uh, they have made a foundation to fund that, that source of uh, information and education for kids. And in addition to that, uh, they've got a heck of a rodeo, and it's going on down there in Grand Isle. And hopefully they got this good weather forecast, and we'll get to that in a minute to tell you what they're looking at. All right, we also had a lot of action and inaction at this week's Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. We're going to talk a lot about what they did not do with speckled trout regulations, what they intend to do with redfish regulations, and also with some new bow fishing information. We've got that coming up along with those live real-time fishing reports from the pros and also you listeners. We love to get your questions and your comments on these issues at 504-260-1870. 
That's our text line. We're also going to have an update on the CCA Star Rodeo. It's going on until Labor Day. It's well underway. Got a real full leaderboard. Sam Hopper, the director, the new director of the Star Tournament, is going to join us a little bit later on to give us some of the uh, highlights on the leaderboard and also talk about some of the opportunities for those of you who will be fishing in it. Also, we have a story of a man and two kids. They were nabbed by no less than 10, count them, 10 Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents during a June nighttime deer hunt. Yep, he's our bad boy, the outdoors. And in some good news, we are going to announce our Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association Fish of the Year Award recipients. Uh, we give one each year for the rod and reel category and one for the fly fish of the year. We'll share that with you. If you're headed out this weekend, uh, you're looking at about a 40% chance of rain. It's piping up. It's scattered. You could get some. You could not. Uh, looking offshore at some light west winds, about 5 to 10 knots, 2-foot seas. That's good snapper and tuna and sword fishing conditions. Inside on those interior lakes and bays, you still got that west wind at 5 to 10 with some smooth conditions. Average tide is about 0.6 in the old Mississippi River. Very, very low saltwater intrusion. And uh, it's infecting the fishing down there in a very positive way. All that's coming up over the next two hours right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And let's say a good morning to Robbie Campo down at Shell Beach at Campo's Marina. Keeps us up to date on the fishing activities, also any problems with road or water hazards. He takes care of that as you make your drive down to St. Bernard Parish. Robbie, how's it going this morning? Well, Don, it's uh, it, it's going. It's, it's hot as heck down here. Uh, you know, I, I tell you, um, man, but the fishing's been pretty good uh, this past week. We've seen some, you know, 
not not everybody caught limits, but we've seen some really nice catches come in this week. Uh, guys on snapper that got out there, they did really well with that. But, uh, you know, most people that come down here with just a, you know, a 19-20 or 25-foot boat, they want to just go catch uh, speckled trout or redfish. And the speckled trout has been, has been pretty good. We've seen a lot of white trout move in over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I, and, and, you know, Don, as these water temperatures heat up, I preach a slide caulk to people. It's like, uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's like talking to the wall, but I, I want everybody to be acquainted with it. If you want to catch bigger fish, you got to start using a slide caulk. It's very effective at this time of the year. Uh, now, through, now through September, um, you know, it's just a, it's, a, it's going to be a win-win for you, so get acquainted with it. You don't know how to use it. I got to tell everybody else, just Google it. It's it's simple. It's the simplest thing that you could put on your fishing pole that that's going to make you catch better. With that said, places like behind the dam produce some really nice trout this week. Going down the channel right before uh, across from Anastasio, uh, well, right before Anastasio, that old trash pile. My kid, my kids went there this week and they you know fished on in the evening time and they 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 picked up 35, 40 every day they went. Um, down by the Long Rocks has been okay. Dead Man's Island's been good. Lake Elwha's been good. Bay Elwha's been good. Comfort Island's been okay. Uh, going east in the Drum Bay's been okay. Again, they got a lot of white trout mixed in those uh, fish. Um, surprisingly, with this river being low as, as low as it is at this time of the year, we've got ba- uh, saltwater back back up into Black Bay, which is something that we hadn't seen in a long time and many many years. Um, they're catching fish over at the dope boat and, you know, 32 and down over, starting to see some down at uh, Stone Island, uh, even down in the Iron Banks. So that, that kind of scatters your boats out a little bit. And, uh, you know, people could go kind of just instead of everybody piling up on the long rocks and it making it look like a parking lot, you could, you know, you start to catch fish over in these areas. You could kind of venture out and go to Battle Door at this time of the year where you couldn't do that prior because of river water so now all that is kind of cleaned up over there with good salt water so uh it gives people options and and they're catching some fish over that way not maybe not you know limits but they're but they're doing okay so that you know opens a new a new door so with that said um getting a few redfish around the uh lake bond shorelines here on a falling tide um you know, on live shrimp, shrimp has got to be almost. <laughs> if he if he's got a look, if he's got zero kick and he's alive, he's not. You're not catching him. They want it. They want that sucker where it's popping off the water. And uh, you know, that's how you catching a redfish around here. Um, uh, Don and like I said, we got Tiwi's Trail is open this morning. You know, we hopping and popping down here. We're ready for you. Just hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. We're gonna get you in, get you going. Robbie, you mentioned the importance of keeping those shrimp live. Uh, live shrimp are expensive. You've got a lot of expense in the labor and the gas to go out and get them and then the tanks to keep them going, uh, but it's an extremely effective bait. What do you suggest to people that buy live shrimp from you to keep them alive the longest and get the most out of them in their bait well? Well, uh, I tell you what I see a lot of people doing that's, that's been that's been very effective. Um, they're using that stuff called G-Juice. Uh, if the tournament guys use it when they're trying to keep those redfish alive in their boat, um, and it, it takes like a half an ounce for 30 gallons of, of your uh, water, we sell it here. Um, 
it, it comes in a it comes in a um, a one pint bottle, um, and, it, and it'll last you forever. Uh, <laughs> it'll last you a long time. Half ounce goes a long ways. Um, it turns your water real blue looking. Um, and also, I've seen people you take and put they take and freeze water bottles, and they'll put water bottle, frozen water bottles in their in their uh, bait wells, and that seems to be helping just to cool that water off, where you don't have the chemical from the ice. But you you have from the uh, you know because people use tap water and freeze it, so you don't have the chemical from the ice in the water. You just have the the frozen water bottle. That seems to be very effective in keeping a, keeping your bait alive a lot longer. Um, Don, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and uh, and you could maybe talk about this later in the show or the morning or whatever. Um, I had a million phone calls. Um, nothing has changed on speckled trout or redfish. Am I right with that? What I'm saying. No, not at the moment. Uh, in fact, they kicked the can down. They, they could have uh, adopted an amendment to put in a 12-inch on the speckled trout with a 15-bag limit, a 12- to 19-slot, actually, where you would be allowed to keep two fish over that 19-inch. It uh, didn't seem like too many people. In fact, hardly anybody, even the, the biologists, were not happy with that. The commission has decided to table it. They, they assigned a duty to the biologist to go out and come back with the possibility of setting up three zones, each one of the basins on the west, the central part, and over in the east, and maybe putting in different regulations for each of those zones to try to make people who fish those areas happy. So they kicked the can down the road on that. They did adopt a notice of intent on redfish, but you're looking at uh, a process, a uh, 90-day public comment, oversight by the legislature. It could be six months or longer. Uh, pretty drastic is what they're recommending on the redfish. They're talking about cutting to a three-fish limit, tightening up that slot, which is now 16 to 27, going 18 to 24, and no fish over that 24-inch could be kept. That's the bulls, and the charter captains can fish, but they cannot contribute the fish they catch to any limit on the boat, so they would not be allowed to keep their own catch. There's been some allegations that people have contacted attorneys and it may be unconstitutional to sell anyone a recreational license and not allow them to keep fish, so that's to be determined. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, they, they're going to permit bow fishermen. They filed a notice of intent to do that. But for this weekend in the very near future, nothing has changed, but you can count on it. A lot of things are going to change. Well, you know, Don, uh, I, I don't I – don't want to knock out commission because I think these guys are just trying to find a, a lost ball in high weeds and, um, you know, and, they, and they're trying to pull a rabbit out of the hat, trying to make everybody happy here. But at the same time, you know, uh, you know, they, they let these pogey boats just go in there and run rampant up and up, you know, anywhere they want and they could do what they want. And that's a story for another time. But, uh, you know, I think kind yeah. of restrictions on these guys need to be handled. Uh, you know, before you before you put the clamps down on on some recreational fishermen. So, yeah, I, I see lawsuits flying. Um, I, I had a ton of phone calls about this this week, and I said, look, um, I'm gonna ask ask Don Saturday morning. I don't think anything's changed. And uh, you know, when people go to they hear about it, you know, they they say, oh, that's it, it's done. I I, I said, no, this has got to go through legislation. I don't think that you could just right. go and change this. So, right. Oh uh, well. With that said, come and see us. I'm ready. Now you answer my question. <laughs> Sounds good, Robbie. Talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Talk to you later. Bye bye. All 
right, Robbie Campo down at Campos Marina in Shell Beach. By the way, they're one of the headquarters of the way stations for the Star Tournament. If you catch a star-qualified fish or you're lucky enough to get one of those tagged redfish and you're already signed up, which you need to be, you can bring it right there to Campos and register it. All right, coming back after this, we're going to talk more about what went on at the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. Your comments, your questions are at 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. It's our text line. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sure, you think Jeff plays that song before he goes fishing every morning to, to fire him up with that bass issuing a challenge to big old boss bass? Absolutely. I think we all have to have our theme song to get us going in the morning. Well, Jeff's got a good one. And by the way, his reports each week are brought to you by Pure Fishing in Berkeley. And I have got a sneak preview of some of the hot items that they're going to be showcasing at the ICAST in 2023, like the fly fishing rod known as the Hardy Marksman Z. Now, be on the lookout for these products. One of these could be your best of show. The Abu Garcia Xenon X Spinning Reel. Great for a lot of saltwater fishermen and also freshwater. Fenwick's got a new world-class bass rod. It's got uh, sensitivity, ergonomics, craftsmanship, and balance. It's all scientific technology. Also, the Penn Spin Fisher 7, 6,500. Uh, this is the one if you're a surf fisherman. You can get the spray. You can get it dunked, and you don't have to worry about it jamming up on you. It's the Penn Spin Fisher 7, 6500. That's just a few of the items that they'll be presenting at the ICAST show coming up soon. That is Pure Fishing in Berkeley. Jeff joins us now, and Jeff, you had an incredible fishing trip down in Venice, and I'm sure we can attribute that to the low river conditions. Tell us about it. No, it's just unbelievable. The, the bass fishing down there is, is just hard to describe. There's not too many places you can go in the first or second blip of the day. You start with the bass. And our trip was pretty much nonstop action. We had a few lulls here and there, but near Venice or <clears throat> the passes down the river, the water, the river water is green and, and pretty. Uh, but really the main passes on low tide, that's where you need to be, like Loomis and Octave, places like that. And you just get up against the cane. I've been flipping like red shad worms and 
you need a bunch of them because we went to, I don't know how many packs of baits in one day. Uh, but I used a three-eighths to half-ounce sinker. I pegged that. Just flipped the worm around the base of the canes. Uh, you can use braided line or mono. It didn't really matter. Uh, but, however, some of the ponds uh, are dumping muddy water. And you might ask Ryan why. I understand why the river's green, but why are all the ponds muddy? You know, if there's not a lot of wind, I'm stir them up. But a lot of times those ponds are dumping muddy water instead of the clean water. So you kind of avoid that and stay around the big green water and, and just be careful because you never know when a flip might be interrupted with a big redfish because we caught several of them around the canes too. Yeah, you're fishing canes around Venice. Uh, you can't leave home without that Berkeley red shad worm. That red shad worm has been effective for years and years. If there was ever a number one bait for Venice, for fishing canes, for bass, that would have to be it. Uh, Chaffalai Basin, I crossed it yesterday. Low water conditions over there. Yeah, the reports are you got to go early. It is a good early morning bite, and, yeah, just the heat we've, we've been having is just kind of making it tough over there. But later in the morning, uh, if you have to, you can punch any kind of shade, vegetation, around cypress trees, just slow-moving baits because, again, the water temperature is pretty warm. Uh, panfish kind of along the banks with the grass beds and around the cypress trees too. But, again, uh, it's kind of an early morning deal on everything, and as it, it heats up, it just slows down. Jeff, Pearl River, uh, I guess in the last couple of weeks, they must have had an awful lot of rain up in Jackson. Uh, the river, when I went there, it was another place I crossed this week, was surprisingly high, not extremely high, but high for this time of the year. But it's fallen. What is that going to mean? Yeah, sometimes they'll get a, a bunch more rain than what we get here. And, but it's supposed to blow, go below 10 feet again. Uh, you know, with the heat again, you look for moving water, so tide or just river water moving, coming out of some of the drains and pockets. But I like to go this time of year and catch the goggle eye, a cork and a jig all you need. I'll throw that around the cypress trees and some of the banks. And for bashing, throw top water early and then switch to kind of a Texas rig or, or flipping, you know, just for some action over there that – Ports are decent, but uh, a lot of good panfish action over there this time of year. Jeff, you did well over at Delacro, uh, combination redfish and, and bass. Uh, how's that going this week? Uh, good fortune coming back for Delacro. They're starting to catch some bass and, and a few reds. But if you're targeting bass, Grand Lake, the Spanish Lake areas, you, the grass is coming back in those spots. And you just, when you have grass, that's where the fish are hiding. So, Frogs, weightless plastics, and keeping up some spinner baits. That's just good choice. And kind of a sticker move kind of place. You got to go until you find them. And usually you pick a few here and there. Not as good as it used to be, but it's slowly, slowly coming back. If we can keep the storms off of us for a while, everything will be back to normal down there. Jeff, you always got a tip for us before you go. What you got this week? A first aid kit. I got a little trouble this week. Uh, Yeah. It's always a good idea to have a first aid and supply. My buddy Skip put a hook in his finger right off the bat. And luckily, we used this string trick to get it out. And maybe you can explain that later what that is. But I thought I had some first aid in my boat. I had got another boat, and somehow first aid kit didn't make it in the switch. And so, yeah, basically, here's a few things you just need to have in the first aid. Uh, need something to stop the bleeding if you hand it. There's some little stop bleed packs you can get. If it's a severe cut or wound happens, you know, stopping the bleeding is most important. Then then soap, just regular bar soap, alcohol wipes, just something to clean the wound out as quick as possible. 
uh, hand sanitizer or anything like that. And then you just need band-aids and bandages, and a little antibiotic ointment to clean the wound and dress it and make sure there's no, no dirt or anything getting in the wound after it's uh, been cleaned. Yeah, really good advice, and, uh, you know, uh, you got to have that stuff with you. And, of course, it's even important, more important for saltwater fishermen because if you got a cut or a scrape, that gives Vibrio an entryway into the body, and that can be some real serious problems. And getting a hold of it real quick and cleaning it up with, uh, you know, sanitize, sanitizers and soap, uh, that, that certainly could be a big help. Well, Jeff, thanks so much as always. We appreciate it. Go get some more and talk about it next time. All right. We'll look for maybe some Manchac area reports. I hear to catch it a few fish around there, so it's slowly coming back, too. Thanks, Don. Check check it out. Thank you. Jeff Brule, our freshwater fishing reporter, and uh, he mentioned that string trick. I'm going to talk more about removing hooks with the string trick a little bit later on. So stick around for that, and we're coming back with your text messages, your comments, questions, and we're going to talk more about what went on in the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries commission meeting and what did not go on that's next right here on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network and along with us this morning is my daughter sheree dubuque daughter number one here in woodsboro texas thanks for tuning us in got a busy text message board this morning huh yeah actually quite busy this morning i'm surprised at how many folks we've already had ping us for a variety of topics this morning <laughs> we'll get to those in just a second if you want to send us a, your own report or you got a question or a comment, we welcome it at 504-260-1870. We'll be back to talk about some of those text messages right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Sheree, uh, before our, during our pre-show meeting, we were talking about these uh, proposed changes to the speckled trout and redfish, and you said it seems like every time you're on, which isn't very often, what, three or four times a year, that topic comes up. Yes, we've been talking about this particular subject for the last two times that we've done the show. So I would say at the very least since mid-last year, um, for sure, perhaps even early last year. And then, of course, we had Jeremy Torres, fishing captain, fishing boat captain here in the Corpus Christi area Mm -hmm. who gave us some feedback on what it is that we do in the South Texas area. So we have been talking about this for quite some time, and I'm a little surprised to hear that we're still talking about it (laughs) without any action. Well, it's four years in the making. When they first identified the problem that the speckled trout population was overfished, they needed to adjust regulations to restore it to safe levels. Uh, the biologists went to work. They've held public meetings across the state. They've asked people on surveys. People have brought their own testimony to the public co- meetings with the commission. The commissioners have gotten information from the department biologists. They've been asked to recommend some changes. They finally did that, and they came up with uh, the, the best they could. They, they actually sent to the legislature a 13-and-a-half-inch minimum size reduced the take to 15 per person per day instead of 25. And they brought that, the commissioners approved it. Uh, I guess the public was pretty much, not you can't please everybody all the time, but everybody pretty much bought into it. They went to the legislature with it, and the legislators kicked them in the teeth and sent them back to the drawing board and said, we don't like this, you don't did this, you didn't do that. And uh, they, they said the estimation of the release mortality was inaccurate. Uh, they were talking about some other things, other factors that they didn't think. They were telling the biologists about what they didn't do with their job. Now, these are politicians. So they kicked it back. Then they came back this week with this recommendation, a notice of intent, which nobody I heard talking, the commissioners, the biologists, 
and the only people that were, said they would live with it would be the public, and not all of them by any means. But they recommended they had a notice of intent to amend the regulation to go to 12 inches, which is still the same, minimum size, 15 fish per person per day, and create that slot where you could catch them over 12, but they had to be under 19, except two of your 15 could be over that size limit. Uh, they haggled uh, for two hours, took testimony from the public. The five commissioners discussed it among themselves. And one of the more popular points that was brought up was that people thought, and, and I mentioned this four years ago, we've got three different habitat types. We've got three turkey zones. I think we need more. We've got ten deer zones. That's plenty. But we've got one regular, well, really two. We've got Calcasieu has a little bit different limits in Calcasieu and Cameron Parish, but the whole rest of the state all abides by the same limits. But they're different habitats. There's people who fish differently for different size fish. Their wants are different. And if you could do it in three basins, you do the Calcasieu Cameron, you do the Grand Isle, which is the central area, say to the west of the Mississippi, and then east of the Mississippi would be its own zone. So they asked the biologists, can you give us recommendations that will restore the population based on estuarial differences, the three basins? And he said, I don't know if I can. It's not that easy. So they, they tabled this recommendation to make the change, and they sent the biologists back to the drawing board to come back to them next month and say, this is what we came up with to restore the population, dividing it up into three different sections. And then we start all over again with another notice of intent, 90-day public comment, legislative oversight. And all this time now, we've been overfishing fish that we've known about for four years. Now, you mentioned, you said, do something, right? Yeah, I think that's the answer, you know. And as fishermen in Louisiana, conservationists in Louisiana, really and truly, that's what the fishermen and conservationists should be demanding, is don't continue to deplete our resources at this time. We're willing to sacrifice some period so that we can sustain the population and the great fishing that we enjoy in Louisiana until the biologist can go back and do what it is that he needs to do. And I can't fault him for his data set being the entire state because his original objective was to create a single, right, right, new set of requirements for the state. But I think as fishermen and conservationists in Louisiana, people ought to be demanding that the legislation do something to protect the population well, that currently exists. I'm not sure about this, but they may be handcuffed by regulations. They might not be able to put in something very stringent that they know is safe until they can come up with a permanent solution. I don't know if that's possible because of the system, the way it works with notice of intent, public comment, legislative oversight, and setting sunsets on these regulations to end on a certain day. But certainly something to talk about and look at. If you'd like to comment on it, we welcome you to do it, 504-260-1870. When I come back, I'll explain what they intend to do with your redfish regulations and also new changes if you bowfish. We'll be back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And Cherie Dubuque is with us. It's Daddy Daughter Radio, we call it. Cherie, do you ever have a hook in your, get a hook in your hand? No, but I do recall um, a television segment in which case I hook someone else. (laughs) Oh, I do recall that. Yeah, I think that was on a Father's Day fishing trip we did. But that wasn't a serious one. But uh, a lot of times with people, it's not a question of if, it's when. If you you haven't ever had a hook in you, you just haven't fished enough yet because you will eventually get one. 
And there's this method that Jeff was talking about called the string method, and Jerry from Kenner commented on it. Yeah, he? Jerry texted in this morning and said, Good morning, Don. The string trick for fishhook removal is worth its weight in gold. I had to perform it on myself when I flipped a fish in and the hook came out of its mouth and shot straight towards me. You never know when you'll need to remove a hook. If you fish long enough, it happens. Have a great day and tight lines, Jerry from Kenner. And it so, happens. He's... Yeah, I'm a little intrigued because I'm not a, not familiar with well, this Well, it's hard to describe on radio, but basically what it is when the hook goes in and it's got a barb and it goes in past the barb, you can't just pull it out. So what you do is you take the string and you make a loop and you grab it by the hook and you pull down on it. And what that does is it puts the barb into the position, the hole that it went in and you pull it straight out and it's just easy removal. That's in a perfect world. I don't really recommend the string unless it's perfectly set up to where you can get to it and do that. But hooks get up underneath fingernails. They get up in eyebrows. They get in the back of the heads. And my suggestion is take the line off. Uh, if you need to, maybe clip the hook, but leave it in, get to an emergency room, and let them cut it out of there. I've had hooks ser- serious enough to have to get them taken out twice, and uh, you don't want somebody jerking on a string pulling a hook out of you. If it's turned or twisted or in there in a way that it's not going to come right out of the hole it went in. But it does work. I've seen it done, but uh, I'm not a big fan of that method. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's a YouTube for a little bit more oh, visual yeah, yeah. on People that. can go to YouTube. It's called the String Method for Removing Hooks. All right, what else we got coming in here this morning? All right, well, I'm going to go to this one because this is our good friend David Hubble. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Sheree and Don. I hope you all had a great Fourth of July holiday. Thinking my outdoor activities this weekend will consist of just harvesting some tomatoes, green eggplants, and some peas from my backyard garden. Hope you all stay cool and hydrated. Dave Hubble. Yeah, and maybe so, we ought to head to his place, huh? Yeah, good. exactly, Sounds exactly. Good summer salad there. Absolutely. Okay, we have another text that says, do something changing the regulations even if it's wrong. So we've been talking about that. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. Again, somebody saying, let's just do something. And if the legislature can stop and has stopped the policy changes, the DFW commission has made with a no-win situation. Yep. So... Well, their interest is they want to do the right thing and they want to take the time to, to get it right is what they're saying. But what happens is when things go on this long, it just exacerbates the problem. And this year is worse than ever because we've got excellent salty conditions with a low river and the fish that are overfished are more accessible. So we're hurting the population more than ever this year. So I don't know. The story of the saga will continue and we'll stay on top of it. So you mentioned redfish, and so the worm came in and said, Good morning, Mr. Don. I don't really care what they do with the limits on redfish. They're an awesome fight and a beautiful fish, but I don't really care for the taste of reds. Give me some speckled or green trout. Now that's good eating the worm. Well, I could change him on that taste of no, not good taste of redfish. He just hadn't read the recipe yet. (laughs) But in case you haven't heard, they voted uh, three to two to go to an 18 to 24-inch slot size. No fish over the slot could be kept and reduce it from five fish per day to three. And, of course, none of those three could be over 24 inches. And I don't know if anyone's aware of this, but being on the Fish Records Committee for the state, I will tell you this. If that becomes law, and it's not law, it's not in effect, don't think it is yet, it's got a long ways to go, there will never be a state record broken because you will never catch a redfish that will beat the top 10 redfish that's under 24 at 24 inches. 
They've got to be much bigger than that. So it'll basically, uh, the guy who was from out of town that caught the redfish out of coquetry, that's the current state record, he'll own it forever with these. Now, they're also, they haven't mentioned it, but it's been in discussion, Alabama has a 15 to 22-inch slot, and they don't allow anything over 22 inches. And so if that happens, they, on the current one that they, they tabled, it was a 19-inch, you could keep two. But if they go to a speckled trout regulation where you cannot keep anything over 19 or 22, kiss the state record speckled trout goodbye, the potential. You're not going to do that. You're going to have to break the current state record, which is right about 12 pounds. you got to go maybe 29 on a fat fish, 30 or better on a thin on a skinnier fish. So you got to consider that too because our state fish records, we require that a first-place fish be taken. It's got to be killed. It's got to be examined by a biologist and weighed on a state inspected scale. Can't take a picture of it and say, oh, this is what it weighed. It don't hold up. So that's another factor into it. All right, we got more text to get to, but we got a fishing report from Captain Darrell Carpenter. Grand Isle, hot time of the year, hot place to fish. We'll be back with his report right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Now, Cherie, I promised Darrell we weren't going to bring up the lost lemon fish story, okay? So don't even think about that. <laughs> we'll call that su- success. <laughs> Good morning, Darrell. How you doing down in Grand Isle? <clears throat> Good morning, Don. I mean, it's a little bit warm down here this morning, but, hey, it's been a glorious week, and it looks like it's going to continue to be that way. So everything's nice and copacetic down here in Grand Isle. Well, you got a big rodeo going on down there this weekend, and, uh, you know, there'll be rodeos from now on of all different sizes. Uh, What can you tell us about the speckled trout fishing in the area? Well, the good thing, Don, is it's been spread out. We finally had some fish start showing up on the beach, which has spread people out and made it a lot less crowded than what it's been in the last several weeks. But basically, the trout have been just about everywhere. I mean, all week long has been really good. Uh, still seeing some nice-sized fish up in the marsh. And, of course, the beach trout are starting to show up. So there's good, good-sized good fish on the beach. Um Man, it's just been, Don, I, I don't know how to say it other than it's just been stupendous. I mean, you know, you you haven't had to rely very heavily on live bait. I mean, yesterday I think we used a total of maybe five shrimp all day long. All our fish came on plastic, uh, plastic under a cork, plastic on the bottom. You name it, the fish are hungry. They're congregated up, and we've just been catching a lot of it. And, uh, you know, the good thing is, we're starting to see a little variety too, with the with the water staying remarkably clear, with that river being down. We're seeing it's time to start checking crab trap buoys because we're seeing a lot of triple tail popping up here and there, uh, various you know structure and pilings through the through the marsh, and then all the crab trap buoys and any obstruction you've got, anything floating in the water. Uh, it's been calm enough that a lot of people have been sneaking off to the close end rigs, even the inshore boats have been bringing in a lot of lemon fish. It's just been, it's our heyday, you know. You you kind of teed it up as Grand Isle being one of the most popular and, and best spots for summertime fishing, and it certainly lived up to it this past week. Darrell, uh, Ryan was talking about some triple tail over there in the Venice area, and we got someone texted in wanting to get some reports on it. What is your approach when you spot a triple tail on the structure? How do you approach him to catch him? Well, number one is stealth, because uh, that fish is a whole lot easier to catch if you can see him. So you, you're trying not to not to spook him down. 
and certainly not spook him away. Uh, I like to stay small and, and live if you've got it. I mean, shrimp shrimp is your number one. Shrimp and or a little piece of squid, and we rarely carry, carry squid on the inshore boats. But stay small. You know, cast don't cast to the fish. It's just like a tailing redfish. You don't want to cast to him. You want to cast a little bit past him and slowly bring it to him. And nine out of ten times, they'll take the bait. If you spook him, if the fish dives on you and goes down, as long as it's a minor spook, then, you know, just you have to spend a little bit of time in fishing because there for a little while he has been spooked. And you give it a little while, and you know, ten minutes, and usually he's going to come up and hit the bait. Good advice for the fish they call triple tail because with his fins, it appears it has three tails. Darrell, give us quickly your telephone number if somebody wants to call you about a trip. Uh, They can reach us at 225-937-6288. Or realscreamers.com. Thanks, Darrell. You all have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Don. Good morning, Sheree. Good morning. (laughs) Have a good weekend, Darrell. All right, we'll be back with our number two right after this break on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 